0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. My name is Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about spreadsheet math versus real life math. Yay, everyone's favorite topic, spreadsheets. Right. So I I know as naturopathic Doctors, I don't meet a lot of you that love spreadsheets, but I I do think that a lot of times when you are sitting down looking at your finances and maybe doing some sense of planning, you're, you're using spreadsheet math. And you're not taking into consideration like how real life actually operates. And so today's episode, we're going to go through an example of what the difference is between spreadsheet math and real life math for the purpose of showing you like, hey, this is, this is why we can't use one over the other. We have to really consider what does our plan look like? And we have to really analyze that plan, not just one time, but often. On an ongoing basis. So let's dive right in here, Alex. Sounds good. So we already kind of dove deep into really explaining like the big difference between spreadsheet math and, and real life math. And I think let, let's go through an example to kind of give the numbers behind reality here. Um, all right.
1: So what we're, what we're giving the example here is somebody who saves $1,000 a month, $12,000 for the year. Uh, they do this for 30 years. We're giving them an assumed rate of return. Uh, Truly hypothetical. There's there's nothing magical about this, uh, but a seven percent hypothetical rate of return, Uh, and at the end of that thirty years, they'll have just a little bit over one point two million dollars, which sounds awesome. Thousand dollars a month turns into one point two. Sign me up, right? However, that's not real life. So walk us through like kind of what you're thinking of, Brian, when you when you think of like real life.
0: Yeah. So, and we're doing overly simplistic for those of you analytics out there, you're probably going to hear some like issues with the numbers we're going to bring up. And yes, we are, we are aware of it. We're just giving an overly simplistic example here. Alex is laughing at me because when we were discussing this example, Alex went off like over analytic mode and I had to call him out on it. I just threw a couple of different what ifs at Ryan and he goes, God damn it, Alex, I'm not,
1: Looking at the specifics here, I'm trying to give an example.
0: <laughs> so you know, to the point, right? Like on that spreadsheet, if you're saving 12 grand a year and you get in 7% like static rate of return, you're going to end up with somewhere over $1.2 million. But in real life, like imagine you own a home. So you're, these 30-year time horizons, well, what could happen in a 30-year time horizon where you may not be able to save or you might need to take money from your accounts? to fund some issue. And I thought of three issues that always come up in most people's lives, unless you're a nomad, is (laughs) three years from now, for instance, maybe you need to buy a car. And we get the question all the time of, well, should I just pay in cash, Ryan, or should I take out the loan? So I went with the stereotype that often people think they should do and whether or not they should or shouldn't, that's not the point of this conversation. This person took out $30,000 and bought a car in year three. And you know my answer to that question, right? Uh, overly it, analytical and we'll spend the next 20 minutes on it or. Well, it depends. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> then in year 10, right? We're still looking at this 30 year time horizon. In year 10, remember the home, homeowner. I know when I had my, my house and I still have my house, but in year 10, I had to purchase a new water heater. The water heater blew. That happened to me three months into owning the house. Right? So I did $5,000 for a water heater. Could it be more or less for you analytics? Absolutely. Right? I just imagine someone listening is, I can't believe you spent $5,000. Or someone else is like, I spent seven. Like, look, it's an example. $5,000 in a water heater. And then 15 years into this, you had to put a new roof on the house, and I put thirty thousand dollars for that. Now, many of you are going to say, "Well, I just spent forty or fifty thousand dollars on my roof." Look, this is just an example. This is sixty-five thousand dollars over a thirty-year per- period of time that you spent in different increments. And if you did that, you would have just under nine, actually just over nine hundred thousand dollars. To be specific for your analytics, nine hundred four thousand one hundred forty-four dollars. It- We're never going to get specific on that,
1: Ryan, for a host of reasons. One, the only thing we truly know is none of those numbers are accurate. In 30 years, it's probably going to cost a lot more. Or in 15 years, it's probably going to cost a lot more for a roof. We don't know when that's going to happen. We don't know. Like, there are so many different factors. Like, we haven't built in inflation, we haven't built in a variable rate of return, we haven't built in taxes. We're assuming that somebody buys one car in a 30-year time period. Like, How long have you had your car?
0: Just so you're aware, the reason I said this is, and hopefully my father-in-law doesn't listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) When my father-in-law bought a car, uh, it must be three years ago now. And at the time, and maybe it was four years ago now, but at the time he was he would have been probably 65 or 66 and his comment to me was this is the last car i'll ever own and in reality maybe that's the case but i i kind of threw back at him and say okay so you're like because he normally he holds on to his cars to be fair but he holds yeah, on to his cars for maybe 10 and i think the longest he held on to one was maybe 12 or 13 years
1: this so is i comment. threw it back like, at him i go these... are you
0: predicting your your death like what do you mean like the chances are you're buying another car I and this is right. someone right and, and retirees say this all the time oh my dad said this when he bought his last car of like "Oh, i'm not
1: never gonna buy another car again like i really hope you're wrong because like you're you buy a car about once every five to ten years and well, that's not going to be fun if you're not here in five to 10 years. So
0: look, the whole, the whole purpose of us bringing up spreadsheet math versus real math, like I think many of you listen to this, like, okay, Ryan, Alex, I get it. The question that we want you to ask yourself is this. How often are you are you looking at these numbers? Like, how often are you really looking at where your money is going? Specifically, your financial plan is not a set it and forget it plan. And I think too many people, they set up a plan and they don't look at it for a decade or two decades or maybe never again.
1: And like, it'd be like getting on a plane and the pilot setting a course and never correcting for weather. Like if you're going from New York to LA, it is entirely possible that you're going to end up in San Francisco if you don't course correct. Yep. And that's the whole point of this is even the uber analytics you are never going to predict life it is literally unpredictable there are way too many variables and even the variables that we kind of sort of know there's so much fluctuation and 100% we are going to get it wrong and if we don't like okay you tell me what numbers and when to go buy the lotto ticket or which stocks to purchase that are going to crush it next year. All of this information is just unknowable. And as a result, like we have to be able to to plan appropriately, be able to modify it on the fly and have our plan set up in a way to be flexible and adjustable and create balance.
0: And I'd add one more thing. This is a key in- a- key example as to why working with someone that is a professional in the financial arena that understands how to look at everything from a holistic viewpoint will be able to save like even in this example i just threw down right that this same client alex who's working with us right in this example there are so many different avenues that we could take this person down to save them or be more efficient with their money And ideally have more net worth because of those types of conversations. This is where the financial professionals give their best value. It's not really the rate of return. This beer is delicious. Just stop. So. At a bare minimum you should be reviewing your plan annually and ideally talking with someone that isn't is an expert in finances and not specifically in investments but I'm talking about financial planning.
1: Right, the the ability to go ahead and see the big picture, understand how things fit together. And like one of the other things that needs to be brought up and discussed is the vast majority of the time what we come across is either one of the couple are at the financial helm or none of the couple are at the financial helm. And so if you have one person at the helm, how often are you sharing where you're at? One of the things we've talked about is it's incredibly critically important to talk with your spouse periodically about money so that you don't wind up in the situation where if you're the spouse that's at the helm, you either succeeded and you get a pat on the back and like, Hey, good job.
0: You did what you're supposed to do.
1: Very no very little to no credit or you get blown up and chastised and like how could you let this happen? as a result And the antidote the antidote to that is to make sure that you're reviewing the plan on a regular basis and sharing that with your spouse and bringing them into the conversation of like, hey, here's where we're at we need to do better at savings or we need to, You know, maybe take a little bit of risk here or back off on our risk. Like, I want you involved in some of these decisions so that it's not just one person shouldering the weight of the financial world.
0: 100%. I think that takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Yeah, our question today is how often do you revise and review your financial plan? So head over to holistic-finance.com and there's a spot for you to answer that question, contact us and answer that question. Or if anything bubbled up as more questions for you and you wanted to reach out to us about that question, feel free to reach out to us in that way. Look, we started this this podcast to help naturopathic doctors build your practice financially successful so that you can help your patients to the best of your ability because I think that's what you really want to do. You didn't, from what I hear, you didn't get a lot of business planning in school. And so, that's the whole reason we wanted to be a resource for you. As always, we hope this episode was valuable for you, and Mr. Collins, cheers.
2: This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201, phone number 503-221-1226. Securities, products, and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA, SIPC, financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License, number 15319412. CA Insurance License, number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License, number 7264699. CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2023, Expiration January 2025.